Welcome to On Call. I'm George Barakat, and this podcast is all about the modern approach to healthcare. I'm not a doctor, but I work closely with physicians that operate our Jack Nathan Health clinics. And over the course of these podcasts, I'll be sharing my knowledge and experiences about health so that I can help you live your best life. Today, I'll be speaking with Jamie Busson. He's the publisher of Tonic Magazine and host of the Tonic Talk Show and Podcast, which can be heard on Zoomer Radio and is available for upload at thetonic.ca. Jamie is a formal commercial litigator who lost 52 pounds. He changed his life and thought if a type A personality like him could do it, anybody can. Welcome back, and thanks for being here. Oh, my pleasure. Good to see you. Yeah, good to see you as well. Um, You know, this is a topic I believe that has been on everybody's mind, and I don't just mean everyone that is a patient, a consumer. This has been on physicians' minds, government's minds, and more importantly, uh, pharmacy. Uh, It's the patient experience and technology integration. How does that work? I bet everybody's wondering what that even means. When you go into your doctor's office and you see him pull up your health record and then type in notes, what do you think happens after that? And where does that conversation finish? Well, today, that conversation finishes with him putting in your occurrence into his health record and either generating a referral, a prescription, or a follow-up. And then... From there, it goes to a bill to OHIP where a doctor gets compensated XXXX. It's called an EMR, Electronic Medical Record. And there's various software companies that uh, have that uh, tool for, for sale or as a license. But I think that what's on everybody's mind is how do we actually make the information more valuable on the front end? Well, I, I, you know, you can see the intrinsic value of that information for uh, the physician and for the pharmacy and for the government who's regulating and monitoring and, and facilitating the system. As a layperson, what strikes me is it's not clear to me as a patient how it benefits me, right? But, but there are benefits, aren't there? There definitely are benefits. So in today's world, we have um, software that exists for patients and whether it's a um, wearable device uh, backend or it's going to be um, information that is fed into your smartphone and then uh, concurrently you monitor it and you affect your own change. Um, I think that and what society needs to move to and what we are moving to is a more holistic approach to information uh, sharing, but more importantly, usability and customization. What, what do you mean by that? Like, give me a, a tangible example. So picture a world where you, let's, for instance, say you're um, what, what was affecting you was you were a diabetic. Right. And you had to do four to six kilometer readings a day. And every month you had to see your physician. Wouldn't it be great if those readings were summarized on a daily basis through your smartphone right up back to your physician's EMR where he opens up his or your chart uh, for your monthly visit. He actually has a Salesforce type dashboard summarized. Right. And what your behavioral consumer patterns were like. What I mean by that is consumption patterns. Pardon me. Right. So, so instead of me having to report to my doctor, it's all laid out. So the, the onus on sort of keeping track of 
my blood sugar levels isn't with me. The technology is facilitating that information for me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Not just for your benefit, but to affect change for your benefit that would be doctor or physician initiated. Right. And how that conversation could change from, uh, you know what, we need to get you over to a nutritionist. You know, your circulation looks uh, not quite right. Let's get you a new set of orthotics to improve circulation. And I think more importantly, what happens next is the real big question. So today we, we live in a society where everybody has access to a wearable that monitors one, two, or a couple of different items or related items. That information is as valuable as what you do with it. So what do most people do with that information today? I don't know. Well, you, <laughs> well, have I you ever had a Fitbit? Sure, of okay. course. And how long did you wear it for? You wear it off and on, right? You know, right. You, you know if, if you're enthused when you get it, when you break it out of the box, you're probably going to wear it for a couple of weeks on end. And then once it comes off, maybe, you know. So several, several devices will monitor your footsteps and heart, heart rate. These yep. Days. Um, but say you were a, uh, a heart patient and you needed extra monitoring or you need to be monitored a little more diligently you would need that information to transfer up to your physician so in today's day and age we rely on certain items that collect information and then drop that information off to your physician um, and they'll drop it off to a cardiologist and then get that information back wouldn't it be great if that was all in real time would it be even better if your smartphone played an even more important role in your health where you could actually open it up and look at all your metrics one shot. Well, I think that's more interesting mm -hmm. because I, I think the problem is there's a disconnect between the patient and the physician or the caregiver. Uh, you know, you go in and they'll report back to you what all your metrics mean. But if you had it in front of you or you had access to it all the time in real time, you might be more inclined to educate yourself as to what it means and, and be more active in your own health, I think. Well, and again, if you can have a recommendation uh, from a physician that your information was being transferred forward to the physician and the physician had it in a summarized fashion where he could actually have your chart pulled up and what device you were wearing and how that affected you, let's say, over 30 days span, again, speculating the time, he uh, can actually customize the conversation. And it wouldn't be about, uh, you know, let's up or change your prescription. It could be, let's get you over to another specialist right you know and customizing the conversation we believe or i believe is going to be the future of healthcare. technology needs to play a big role in that um, the fact that technology could at one point or one day determined where a let's say a disease or a flux of uh, flu epidemic could be regionally it would be great if the government could tap into that information as well at some point and have that information available to them so they could plan better. Do you, are, you, are you concerned at all about privacy when you're talking about that sort of, sort of health? As long as the information was aggregate, no. Right. Okay. So, so generalized numbers. Generalized numbers, not identifying any person's personal opinion. Right. I think that information could be very usable. I mean, clinical trial companies are using it today. I didn't know that. Yeah. So... The information that we could be collecting or we could be collecting forward pales in comparison to what we should be doing with that information or a consumer could be using that information in a valuable way. Unfortunately, today, 
what we see is we see a lot of the information from a lot of the technology and wearables um, being used for what the capability of the connectivity between the company that's providing that wearable has in direct linkage to the, their physician that they're seeing on a monthly basis. So I guess my point is, wouldn't it be great if all of that was connected? So you're saying that the issue now is there's sort of a disjoint and a disconnect between the types of information and the universality of that information being shared? Correct. So who do you think would be responsible for that? How could we improve that? Is that a government responsibility, do you think? Well, you know, I think the government should be one of the proprietaries, proprietors of that. I, I don't know if they're going to be the ones that um, bring it home, so to speak. Uh, to be honest with you, I believe that it's, it should be in the hands of the stakeholders. And I think the number one stakeholders are the retail health clinics and retailers. If they could build it with a value chain proposition where it also led to um, uh, recommendations, and I don't just mean product recommendations, but recommendations that could help you live your best life, in that case, food, diet, exercise, leisure, and uh, more importantly, over-the-counter uh, drugs or even prescriptions, then, you know, if you pair the benefactors up with what the consumer needs are and you layer in the physician, which is the trusted entity of the community, then what you're building is more than a recommendation. You're building a holistic approach to healthcare where the physician now has enough information that the patient has been collecting aggregately on themselves, which would again come from either a wearable patch or a wearable device, or whether you're taking care of a loved one at home uh, from Bluetooth monitoring, and how you now could utilize this information to streamline healthcare. Are, are we there? I mean, are we capable of doing that, or, or, or do we need maybe five years of technology development to get there? Jamie, the funny thing is, is every one of those components I just mentioned are there on an individual basis. Right, but nobody's put them together yet. Putting them together, you know, means that somebody would have to put them together and have the vision to do it in a way where they're not looking at it as trying to sell a cell phone plan. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And that's kind of where we are today. That's the Canadian approach. All right. It's, it's the, you know, and, and I think we're going to get there because every one of those components, whether it's telemedicine, whether it's a wearable device, monitoring a loved one at home, right. Uh, digital interaction with healthcare provider, bi-directional information being passed from patient to physician to pharmacist. All of those tools are there. Every one of them. I think that the tricky part would be convincing the consumer that it was to their benefit that the holistic approach would actually be sort of geometrically more beneficial than just the sum of the components, right? So, so like if you were going to sell that to somebody, if you were going to say, okay, we're better off with a holistic approach with all this information being shared sort of in a universal way, what would be the selling point? Like what would be the best benefit of that? Well, it would be simple. We're going to help you live your best life. Right. And I think that I use that uh, term. Um, often, but not often enough. Because the reality is, for you as a person, a, a citizen, an individual taking care of a loved one, um, living your best life has to start with convenience and has to start with conveniently being able to access goods, services, healthcare that are going to positively benefit yourself, your family, and your experience in life. Um, we use technology today to communicate to 
reach out to friends we haven't seen over social media, and more importantly, believe it or not, to shop. Right. Yeah. I think we all know that the majority of goods, uh, you know, for this holiday Christmas season was purchased online. Right. Back in the day when we first saw recommendation engines of product, we were all kind of spooked by it and saying, well, I just searched for that, you know, wrench. Yeah. And all of a sudden I've got... Yeah, on my Instagram feed. On my I, Instagram and it came back on Facebook. Right. And it came back on Google and, and it, we were all kind of blown away by it. However, algorithms have been built in to web searches that actually are smart. And we've come to a point where we now almost expect that these items that we were searching for come back to us and we almost think it's neat in different variations. Do you think as a society that we are primed for this type of healthcare? Do you think we'd be more accepting of sort of that suggestive approach to holistic health? You know? As long as it wasn't intrusive into our actual healthcare situation right. and embarrassing to us in any way, I think society as a whole would welcome alternative recommendations on how to improve their current situation in health. Right. And understanding that um, it isn't just, um, you know, a certain drug that's going to benefit you or a certain way of life. Right. We believe that, in, in my opinion, I believe that society is ready for that. I think they are. I, I think, for example, let's, let's take a succinct example of weight loss. Now, I think we can all agree that if you're carrying way too much weight, it's going to impact your health all sorts of different ways. You know, if... if if it was a suggestion to lose weight or ways to lose weight or a holistic approach to doing that, I think people would be okay with it. I think if it became a step removed where it was required in order, for example, for you to get life insurance mm. or to be have key man insurance in your company or for whatever purpose to get free health care, I think that would be a problem for people. Don't you think? Yeah, because now you're, you're, could be abused. you're talking about incentivizing um, for monetization. Correct. If you don't incentivize it, what you do is you, you literally use the recommendation similar to an algorithm that would be used to provide you product. Instead of using a nameless, faceless algorithm, you have the most trusted entity in the community, your family physician, who actually is trained more now and not into, um, you know, interactions in, in referral-based healthcare, but more on what is available to them that they can actually be that algorithm to recommend. I think if that trust isn't breached, I think it could be an incredibly powerful tool. That's why the physician has to be that algorithm. Agreed. Because in healthcare, you can't just have a nameless, faceless. That's where you are absolutely correct, where the consumer may not want to adopt it. But if the physician, the family physician that you entrust with your children, yourself, your family, is that form of a referral, Thanks for taking the time to chat today. My pleasure. Yeah. I look forward to hearing from you again, Jamie. It's always a pleasure having you. Look forward to it. I hope to be back soon. Yes, likewise. Thanks for listening into the podcast. I hope you heard something interesting and valuable about your health. To download this episode of On Call with full show notes and links, please visit at On Call with George. For more information about Jack Nathan Health, please visit jacknathanhealth.com. If you have any questions about this podcast, you can reach me at oncallwithgeorge at gmail.com. Till then, this is George Barricat helping you live your best life.